Rugby World Cup quarterfinals. And the Royal Women can play in Welsh Rugby. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. France in the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals. Perhaps coach Stephen Jones sums up what that means. Special, isn't it? I mean, uh, we're all very, very excited. It's the business end. You know, we're all chomping at the bit uh, for the game on Sunday. Women, rugby and you. A special day to showcase careers in rugby, such as WIU Club Development Manager Hilario. We've got lots and lots of skilled women in Wales, I'm sure of that, and I think it would be great to see them working closely with clubs and clubs opening their arms to that. Wales women's coach Roland Phillips has picked an exciting new look squad for their autumn series. We're excited about the autumn series. I think there's a statement of intent within the squad. 14 young cap players, I think, create some more depth in our squad. So a lot of young players in here. So much more on both those, but first to Japan. Wales were perfect through the group stages. Now it's France in the quarterfinals this weekend. What sort of state are Wales in ahead of the game? Here's backs coach Stephen Jones. Yeah, we're in a great position. You know, um, boys integrated back in the training today as well. So uh, the medical team have done a fantastic job on our, on our players. So from the squad selection, it's brilliant. And just from your point of view as the backs coach, how important is it to have Jonathan Davis and Dan Bigger Well, you, you want a full complement, and uh, you know you look at those players. Huge experience, great skill set. John, physical threat. And um, you saw what he did for the last line break just before he got injured, you know, uh, wonderful offload as well. So it's vital for us that we have everybody uh, fit and healthy. What's the final week? This, this must be the kind of game that you as coaches and players live for. Special, isn't it? You know, I mean, uh, we're all very, very ex- excited. It's, uh, it's the business end. You know, we're all chomping at the bit uh, for the game on Sunday. You as a player and a coach, you've known kind of both sides of it with France. As a player, you didn't enjoy as much success, but under Warren Gatland, Wales have turned the tables. What, what do you make of the, the rivalry the two teams have had? Well, it's healthy. Um, I think we've won seven out of the last uh, eight games, which is great from our perspective, but we know it's going to be a different challenge on Sunday. Opposition we respect, and rightly so, because of the, the talented players they have. But uh, you know, it's about us getting our house in order, making sure we nail our roles and responsibility. Whenever you talk about France, it's always tempting to turn to the cliche of which team will turn up. But what can you expect from this French team? Very physical outfit, wonderful athletes. Selection will be interesting. But really, we're concentrating on ourselves about getting our house in order, and that's the key for us. Is that. Uh, we're comfortable with our game plan and uh, making sure we implement that. So, obviously, rightly so, respecting wonderful opposition, which France are, but it's about us getting our house in order. And having spent a couple of years with Clermont, what can you share with us about the inside, how the French players take it? Just great players, great pool of players to choose from, great athletes, very unpredictable, enjoy uh, the broken field. If we're loose and we turn ball over easily, then they're in their element and they're very, very dangerous. Okay, Ken Owens knows all about World Cup quarterfinals, having been involved eight years ago and four years ago. Obviously, four years ago, we uh, had a tough run of injuries during the pool stages and before, so it's been great. Uh, everybody's come through it unscathed and we're in a good position, so, you know, with extra numbers in training sessions, uh, which obviously adds to the quality uh, of the training, which we're able to do, and, uh, you know, it's, and that's that competitiveness, so it's, that's been, it's great to have everybody fit and firing. We're just concentrating on how, how big a match this is for us. World Cup quarter-final. As a player, you only get a chance to play in it. You know, it only comes around once every four years, and that's if you're extremely 
lucky and well prepared to do so. So, you know, for us, it's, it's another game. Granted, a, a massive game, but we worked really hard for this and, and we're just looking forward to the opportunity of playing in a, in a World Cup quarter final and against a tough side against France. You've got a great record against them. Do you take much confidence from that? Yeah, we take confidence, but the last sort of eight games we played against them has probably only been a score in it. They've been tough matches, as they always are. So we will take confidence. We'll take confidence of what we've achieved over the last two years and, and where we are as a squad. But this confidence is not arrogance because we know how good a team the, the French are, as they've proved to, against us in the past. Ken, the 50th cap came in Paris in the 100-minute match. What memories of that? A tough game. Probably didn't start too well and clawed it back during the game and, uh, and got ahead. And unfortunately, you know, we, we did have a couple of injuries and I think we ended up with Toby and, and Ross Moriarty in the second row at one point in, in the last couple of scrums there and they squeezed it out, kept the pressure on and got the score in the, um, in the endreth minute uh, to win the game. So, yeah, you know, every time we play the French, we, it's always a physical battle up front. Um, they're a quality outfit. Just look back to the Six Nations, we 16-0 down at half-time and, um, you know, we dug deep in that game. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll have a better start this time and not have to chase the game, but we're prepared for that. And the 100-minute match uh, will stand us in good stead, but it's disappointing to lose that one. But like I said, it's only a score in it generally when we play against them. The experience right across the squad now in big games. You know, Liam's been successful in, in England. A lot of players have played in big games for their clubs. And like I said, because we've had a continuity in selection right across the squad, there's a lot of the same people being involved in them big games. And I think the more you play in them, the more you get used to it get used to the build-up and know what's expected from you and, and how to deliver. Um, Ken, the, the French team has uh, struggled in the last uh, used to deliver uh, 80-minute strong performance. We have discussed, obviously, we've started well against the French and, and left them back into the games in the past. During the Six Nations, we started really well. I don't know whether when we played them last time out, they switched off at half-time and thought that the game was won, but I think we spoke at half-time about just keep delivering, keep pressurising them and putting them under pressure. I think the weather helped with that and added to our defensive game, which was really strong in that game. But it's not something we're targeting. There's a lot of experience in that French side and a lot of quality players, I think, for us. It's about thinking about ourselves and making sure we put in an 80-minute performance this weekend because we haven't done that yet at this tournament. So I think uh, the French will be looking to, to put in an 80-minute performance themselves. We're certainly looking to do that as well. Scrum half Gareth Davis has been catching the eye with his try scoring. Yeah, quite happy. Obviously, obviously good to score tries, but more importantly, to be uh, performing as a team more than myself. But I like to think that if I'm playing well, the team's playing well. So that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's obviously quite a good start that, but. You know, we're into the knockout stages of the World Cup now, so we're not going to look too much into the past games that we've played against France. You know, we'll just concentrate on this week. France, they're a very, very good team. They've played some good rugby so far in the World Cup, so we're expecting a big challenge on Sunday. And did the start of the first half of the Six Nations game between you two show yeah, exactly. You know, we didn't start too well in that game. You know, the first half we were very slow, and luckily that we had a very good second half performance out there to come away with the victory back in the Six Nations. We've spoken this week already, you know, about not starting slow against them because if they get the tails up, you know, they they are a very difficult team to catch. So we're hoping to start the game on Sunday night just as we did against Georgia and Australia, and hopefully we can have a full 80-minute performance this week. Is it something you've been working with Sean Edouard, for instance? 
Yeah, obviously, I've been working a lot on my defence over the last couple of years. Defence is a big part of the game these days. It wins you games and loses you games, so, so it's very important to defend well as a team. And um, yeah, it's just Sean Edwards. I do a lot of work with Sean Edwards over the last couple of years, and I've learned a lot from him. And uh, you know, he's a very clever bloke. You know, he, he tells me where I'd have my best opportunities to make an impact. So. Yeah, hopefully keep improving on my defence and hopefully get a couple more interceptions. When you do these interceptions on the pitch, do you feel it? It's like you're watching Andy Porter's scrum half and saying, OK, I can go, I can go. Just spare the moment, really. You know, you got a feel for the game. you got a feel of you know the position that you're in, where you're defending in the line, and it's just um, a bit of luck sometimes. But it's a bit of a gamble, but sometimes it pays off. But you know, I've got to be careful sometimes because I'm coming up so quick. I leave um, some space either side of me, so... I'll say I, I won't do it every time because um, teams will start reading me and start like uh, picking holes off me. So you know I'll just pick my moments and hopefully pick them wisely. Yeah, I ask you a few words of French Yeah, Dupont. he's a very good scrum half. You know he's been um, playing some good, good rugby the last couple of months, the last couple of years even. He's one of the best nines in world rugby at the moment, probably on form. So. I'm not sure whether he's going to be playing on Sunday. I'm not sure if I'm going to be playing it either, but hopefully you know, we, we might come up against each other and hopefully it'll be a good battle. Well, one of the tournament's leading try scorers is Wales wing Josh Adams, who added another against Uruguay. Yeah, happy to obviously get another one. Five. I was told in there Shane's the record holder for Wales was six, so... You know, fingers crossed, three more games to go and maybe I can pip him. So, yeah, we'll wait and see, wait and see. And the overall record's eight. Lomo, Savoya, Habana, Adams can join that. Not bad. <laughs> That'd be no bad name uh, to join that list, would it? Yeah. You know, some legends there. Hey, look, it's always nice to get a try. I think we left a lot out there tonight as well, try-wise. I think Alan Manatric disallowed. He could have easily been up there. So, yeah, it'd be nice if I could join that, but... Most importantly, we need to win the games first. France next, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit of a dramatic game, wasn't it, the last time you played each other? France, renowned for being able to turn it on. And when they do, they're extremely dangerous. They've got some quality players. At times in this competition, they've looked really, really good. And they definitely pose a threat to us, without a doubt. Um, you know, we got seven days now, which is nice after four days, because that was tough, especially backing up. You know, was, uh, I think me and Parks, we were, were sore. But um, we got through it all right, which is the main thing. But yeah, you know, we're, we're excited now, because um, this is where we wanted to get ourselves top of the pool, give ourselves the best chance of uh, making it all the way, yeah. So did you, Josh. I mean, the World Cup quarter-final looming. Uh, so you about 15 months or so since you made your debut. It's an exciting time, isn't it? Oh, extremely exciting. Could argue probably biggest week of my career so far, you know, playing a World Cup uh, quarter-final. Would never have said I would be sitting here telling you that 18 months ago, but uh, I'm over the moon to be here. Selection depending, obviously. Hopefully I can get out there next Saturday and do everybody proud. How big a boost is it for you guys to have Warren's in the press conference? John's scan was clear. Yeah, Dan, yeah. Dan did the warm-up. Yeah. George is OK. How big a boost is that? Yeah, of course. Totally. Um, you know, the leadership group, their massive voices around around the squad. You know, they've been in, in the squad for a number of years now. They really do help you out there as well. So it's brilliant to have, you know, the scan result looking good. Biggs is, has come through his head not fine. And I think George was just a so ankle or heel or whatever it was. So I'm pretty sure they'll all be fit if selected for next Sunday. And um, it'll be good if we can get a good week's preparation, get everybody on the field. That will give us the best chance of performing well next Sunday. And are you all right? Because you had the edges five Yeah, yeah. The, um, I came out the games all right it was it, it was so but there's something you deal with you know it didn't stop me i'll just manage that this week hopefully with the seven days should be without the strapping hopefully if yeah. selected next sunday the other thing that um more mentioned to us just in there was that alan win 
shattered all of me and just said, look lads, 240 minutes to achieve something special. Yeah. Does that amount to huge motivation for you guys? Definitely, you know, when you say it like that, it does put into perspective a little bit, doesn't it? But we got a really tough 80 minutes next Saturday. But yeah, we could. there's no reason why this group of players can achieve something special. We got belief in us, in each other, in the squad, and I think we're all really excited going forward now. Do you feel battle-hardened, and what do you think about France will have a long break, obviously, because their game with England yeah, of was course, called off? Yeah, As yeah. a player, would you rather be in your position where you've played um, a lot? Or? Personally, yeah. yeah, I think playing for me, in a funny way, does keep me that sort of rugby tough. So yeah. when you take a little knocks and stuff, if you've had a period away, they tend to like linger a bit more. But I think when you're playing week in, week out, you sort of shrug them off a little bit quicker. So personally, yeah, I think that that's helped me. Look, I have no problem with backing up a four-day turnaround. I absolutely love playing. Always a special occasion playing for Wales. So I had no issue with that. And I'm, I've come out the game fine. So yeah, you know, hopefully good week's prep now and I can get out there Sunday, hopefully. listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So that's what's going on in Japan and what we can look forward to at a quarter past eight on Sunday morning. Wales v France not to be missed. But back in Wales there's still plenty going on. For instance, women, rugby and you at the Cumbran Stadium to showcase careers in rugby on and off the pitch. It's all linked to International Day of the Girl. Liz Jones went along to hear more. So I'm Ashley Collier, one of the rugby coordinators in the Dragons region. So how I got into the job was based on my background in sports development. So I went to university, did sports studies, and then from there got into Newport Live with their sports development team, which is a lot of, a lot of volunteering first and, and working my way up through casual coaching and getting my qualifications to then become an assistant development officer. That involved pretty much everything you could think of with sport, from working with volunteers, organising courses, promoting sports in primary schools, and I was there in total for about eight years. When I saw this role come up, it was quite similar to what I'd seen in sports development around working with primary schools, working with secondary schools, but promoting a one individual sport and always having a love for rugby and watching it, although I'd never played anything more than touch in school. I thought it's something that would appeal to me and something I could give something back to like our national sport. So applied for that and when I was successful I was over the moon because it was a new challenge, working with a whole region and being able to focus on not only the little ones in sport but women and girls and a real diverse population but all promoting one sport and one ethos. And what's going on here today? So today's Women Rugby and You, so it's all around kind of promoting rugby in a different way to females. So we're targeting Year 9 to Year 13 and they get to have a go at rugby in different elements but in a comfortable female-only environment but also speak to women involved in rugby in different ways. So from someone like myself in development but that's not a traditional player to physios to somebody that's in kind of events management and facilities to media. So it's for them understanding even if they thought, well, I can't work in rugby, that doesn't necessarily mean playing or coaching. There's a real diverse career pathway for them in rugby. So I'm Alario in Club Development Manager with a focus on facilities and investment. I started working for the Welsh Rugby Union five years ago. My route into the job 
probably wasn't straightforward so I studied drama at university um, which I enjoyed but it wasn't what I wanted to do with my future I didn't know what I wanted to do I was fortunate that I was in a position to go and do my MSc in project management so I was always quite an organised individual so I did that, enjoyed it and then ended up working as a funding coordinator with the Welsh Rugby Union from there then I've sort of learnt on the job been fortunate to work with the clubs in club development around facilities projects mainly so yeah that's how I've got where I am now Obviously there's many women that do a lot within club rugby behind the scenes, team managers but also in terms of accessing funding etc is there anything we need to do to increase and that number more? Yeah, so I think for me it's been really rewarding over the last couple of years to see more and more females getting involved. I think sometimes, you know, we have a tendency to want to work off-field and then that's absolutely fine. I think I'd really, as somebody who works in club development, like to see more women get involved. I think we will see that happen, particularly with the work that the Game Changers are doing on-field. It would be really nice to see that replicated and that transitioning into off-field and into club committees club demographics for women to put themselves forward for all the roles within the club basically yeah absolutely i think there's a tendency i don't think i'd be speaking out of line to say you know the women are gonna cook for the minis and juniors or the mums get involved but you know women certainly have skill sets that can contribute to club committees so be that club secretaries funding coordinators volunteer coordinators physios as you know meg from the dragons is here today and lots of other roles as well you know facilities management, project management, if they've got a project that they want to drive, you know, why couldn't a woman do it? We've got lots and lots of skilled women in Wales, I'm sure of that, and I think it would be great to see them working closely with clubs and clubs opening their arms to that. My name is Megan Walsh. I'm physiotherapist at Dragons Rugby. I've always had a keen interest in sport. I did my undergraduate in Ireland in sports and exercise science and from there went on to work in strength and conditioning. So I was working in a gym, working with Munster Rugby as well, but decided I want to be more involved in the sports injury side of things. And then I came to Sheffield to do my master's in physiotherapy, which was two years. From there, I did my first placement in stroke, my second placement in paediatrics, and my third in domiciliary falls prevention. We got a choice to do an elective placement, and because of my sports background, I chose Dragons Rugby. My elective placement was meant to be 11 weeks, but I was subsequently offered the role and stayed on at Dragons Rugby, and I've been there for a year now. How have you found the Welsh rugby landscape in terms of a female working in professional rugby? Yeah, to be fair, the Welsh are pretty similar to the Irish. They've been very welcoming. I know people see rugby as like a male-dominated sport, but um, I haven't had any issues. Everyone that I've worked with at Dragons has been really welcoming and open to any discussions we've had around player development or player welfare. So I think, for me, it's gone well. My name is Megan York. I'm currently a teacher at Crossy Kellogg School. I've come today and brought some of my year 10s and my 11s with me to try and have a good rugby and hopefully get a rugby team started in my school that I teach at now. I come from a rugby background, so I've played from when I was a little kid and I played at clubs like NSD, then working into the Dragons and then playing internationally and then with Wales as well. So I currently have 30 caps in my name. Retired now, getting a little bit on and injured in my old years, so I'm just now starting to give back in coaching with the under 18s and things like that. Is there a big interest with from girls in your school to play now? Is that enthused you to pass your knowledge on to the next generation? 
Yeah, that's definitely key to pass on my, what knowledge I have now. I'm trying to get interested in my school. It's, it's coming. It's a little bit of a slow process, but especially in the Torvine area. But every little helps and hopefully we'll start to get a lot more interest now in the future. Hi, my name is Shona Powell-Hughes. I am a game changer for East Women and Girls Rugby. So I started my career playing when I was five years old, which developed into where I am now, which is a game changer for the Welsh Rugby Union. And what does that entail on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis? So my job is to make sure and help that there's a provision out there for all women and girls, whatever avenue they choose. So whether it's playing like myself or if they find themselves in the organisation through team managing, if they want to have something to do with facilities or social media, it's whatever they feel they fit as an individual. So it's my job really to make sure that provisions out there where I may not have had it to just help them and make sure there's a clear pathway for those girls to develop within the game. There's a few hundred girls here today from all over the Dragons region, school girls, years 9, 10, 11. What impression do you want to give them for the opportunities that are out there? Yeah, I think it's great to have so many females present here today, women's rugby and you. Um, I thought Ashley's put on a huge, amazing day, as always, but I just feel for these girls to come into our sport, not all of them know where they fit or what they want to do. So, like myself, leaving school, you don't really know where you fit. So, rugby found for me was the pathway that I wanted to create. So, started playing and then come through to a coaching and now helping to run and create a pathway for women and girls. Do you think rugby is unique in in what it's able to do for individuals? I think rugby is such an amazing sport. I think it's overlooked a lot of the time just because you feel it's just all about playing when actually the whole hard work is off field. If someone wasn't there to allow me to get into the game first, then, like I said, I wouldn't be where I am today. So, yeah, there's a lot that happens behind the scenes that we don't always see, and that's how all those dots are joined up and everybody works together to create a Welsh Rugby Union. My name's Brooke Levi Bennett and I'm a, a Welsh Rugby Union apprentice. As an apprentice, I develop rugby in the Dragons region, so going into different primary schools, secondary schools, helping out with different events and festivals to make children participate in rugby more. I went to school, done my GCSEs with good grades, went to college, studied sports coaching. It wasn't really for me. I completed the first year, stuck at it. And then the role with the Welsh Rugby Union come to be an apprentice, so I applied for it, successfully got into the role. So I've been in the role for about five weeks now, been into different secondary schools. I've been in Abtaleri and Idris Davis in Rumney. Very good experiences. Helped out with different coaching sessions and games after school with boys and girls. So yeah, it's really it's going really good. Some interesting stuff there. And staying with women in rugby, Wales women's coach Roland Phillips has announced his squad for their Autumn Internationals. Explain more to Liz Jones. Roland, squad of 34, 14 NCAP players. What are your aims and objectives for this big Autumn series? Really excited about the Autumn series. I think there's a statement of intent within the squad. 14 NCAP players. I think you know, we're looking to, albeit the Six Nations feels like a while away, we want to continue to build some really good practices and some momentum that we picked up from that tournament and also to create some more depth in our squad so a lot of young players in here mixed in with those more senior players will help us to develop the depth and, and the competition We're 18 months out from the next World Cup still a chance for players to put their hand up for that competition Yeah absolutely 
and I think seeing some youngsters come through from the regional programme this year uh, will support that and I'm sure there's players out there who are still with an opportunity of, of getting to the World Cup this year. For me that's sort of big focus further down the line but we know that we've got to start now, it's just those small steps of continue developing the squad, keep improving our standards, keep improving our structures and giving the girls the best opportunity to perform. You know, having already qualified from the last World Cup, you know, it's been a pretty clear theme from then and it continues now of developing players, bringing in young players who, not just bring them in for the sake of their age, bring them in because they're good enough to be here. So there are all these players here selected on merit, but to develop them and, and to get to a World Cup with young players who've got international experience. And I think, you know, we've done that already with a lot of youngsters who have come through very quickly. And there's another group of players behind me who would be looking to do the same. So the focus is still to continue building that depth and experience going into the World Cup. Players can make big progress in a relatively short period of time. What's expected of them? Uh, I think that's a good question. You know, when we come into a rugby programme, that's all we, you know, we're thinking of, you know, uh, skills, fitness, strength, etc. But we want to focus on the person themselves. We want to develop the person, to develop the confidence, develop the knowledge of rugby. You know, and perhaps that's one thing we don't really look at is is how much these girls actually understand about the game. And it's it's probably a good time now because with the men's World Cup at the moment, it gives us opportunity for they're all watching rugby. So. You know, there's a lot of things that we can focus on just to upskill the player and when we say upskill we mean in all areas. And then a word on each of the opponents in November starting with Spain which a lot of people want to much about. Yeah look we played Spain probably two maybe three years ago in Spain. They've really grown over the last couple of years. Uh, they've just come back from a tour of South Africa and beat South Africa over there. We know what that is about because we played South Africa last autumn. Spain are a team that are, that are very, very good and they've made a lot of you know, indications that they want to be more involved in you know, whether Six Nations or autumn programmes or whatever. So they're growing and they're also fighting for a World Cup spot. Then we go to Ireland. Now Ireland will definitely be hurting from our last Six Nations game. They will be focusing just on this one just to, just to get confidence because they are another team that needs to qualify for the World Cup. And we always know Ireland over there are just a really, really tough team to play and beat. So, you know, that's going to be a huge challenge for us. And then Scotland away on the back of that. You know, we know from last year there was nothing, over the last three games, there'd be nothing between the teams, one score. So, you know, this will be an, another huge one. They've changed coach, so there'll be a different focus. They've certainly got talented rugby players, so we expect again another challenge there, leading it to crochets. A bit of an unknown as far as what their squad will look like, but I'm sure we'll know most of their squad players, uh, players that have probably been through all programmes in the past, which will be, I'm guessing, international experience and experience. So that'll make it a tough game. You know, I've played for Crochets years and years ago myself, so it's, it's a proud club to be involved in. I'm sure they'll wear that badge of pride and I'm sure that'll be a tough game. You know, we, we need to have a look and see what kind of, what we need to get out of that game as well. That every step of that journey is going to be huge and people are going to step in, step out to, to make sure that we get enough quality time, enough experience and build some depth with our squad. And at the last game then, leading to the Barbas in the stadium is just going to round off our autumn. We know it's the showcase of the day regarding with Warren and, uh, and Wayne. But you know, for us to be part of that, it's an opportunity for us to show on a bigger stage uh, what we're about because we didn't do it last time we were on the biggest stage against Italy a couple of years back so this is a big opportunity for us to make a statement and coming at the end of that autumn programmes will be a great opportunity. And it'd be great to um, get as many people as possible on that journey with you in Wales that means yeah. Tebbervale and Sparta Stadium. 
sometimes people don't engage in anything because they think they're not going to like it. Now, with us, with the girls, play rugby. They are a very good rugby team. They have a very ambitious way of playing. We want to entertain. Families will always support players and like that, but we need the, you know, the extended crowd. We need the supporters of Wales out there to come and, and actually watch it. And, and I think at some point, give it a go because sometimes we just decide that it's not for us and without having to look at it. You know, these girls, when they put the shirt on, they sacrifice the same as any other international team when they put their shirts on. And it'd be nice if the Welsh public could support us in that way and get behind your national team. So that's it for this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. No need to tell you what's going on this weekend. Hopefully next week we'll see more preview interviews, this time for a semi-final. We'll see what I'll be talking about this week. Until then, goodbye.